0: Welcome to the Kumbaya Podcast, the whole woman's resource, where we uncover the amazing resources available to help you on your holistic health journey, and hopefully help you prevent issues before they arise. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Kumbaya Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Today I want to talk about something that I encounter pretty regularly in my practice, and you may not even know that it's an issue. How do you know if you are getting pelvic physical therapy from a true pelvic physical therapist? Let's start by defining what is a pelvic physical therapist. So when we go to physical therapy school, when you go to graduate school, all physical therapists are trained as generalists. And that's really great because that means we come out and we can go work in a hospital or in a school with kids or in um, you know, outpatient clinic, like a sports medicine clinic, there's such a variety of places that we can work with that one base physical therapy degree. In order to be called being a pelvic physical therapist or to practice pelvic physical therapy, you have to take extra coursework, special postgraduate training that really teaches us how to assess and treat the pelvic floor directly. So that means we learn how to do internal assessments, either vaginally or rectally and internal treatments. But we also really learn a lot more about the anatomy and the physiology of the pelvis and the pelvic floor and the organs and how everything kind of interplays together. It's it's really quite detailed. Some companies will say that they do women's health and have orthopedic physical therapists providing the service. You really wanna make sure that the person you're seeing is trained in what you need, right? So orthopedic PTs can give absolutely excellent care, but we should all know if you're seeing an orthopedic physical therapist, you're getting orthopedic physical therapy and there's a time and a place for that. The example that comes to mind is if you've just been in a car accident, okay? and you need to find a lawyer. You're going to find a lawyer who has experience in car accidents. You're not going to look for someone who has experience in estates and trusts and reading and writing wills all day, right? So both are lawyers, both are very trained, intelligent, educated people, and they both know law, but the parts of law that they know are different, right, frankly. And so you can hire that estate lawyer and just may not have as good of an outcome dealing with your car accident case as if you had hired someone who is used to doing car accidents all the time and handling that, right? So there's another issue, um, which I think is worse. <laughs> I'll be completely honest, it's quite awful. And we know that this happens where practices, typically not physical therapy practices. So let me be very clear with this. like Physical therapists providing physical therapy is awesome, is amazing. They are excellent at physical therapy. They were trained in physical therapy. That's great. I just think there are certain times in a, in someone's life that you really need a pelvic physical therapist versus an orthopedic physical therapist. So we should not be calling orthopedic physical therapy women's health and pelvic PT if it's not truly pelvic PT, right? But what's absolutely worse is physician owned practices having a PT on staff that is not even a PT. So they have someone on their staff that is billing for pelvic physical therapy, but they are not even a physical therapist. I know it happens and it's awful. So what that is, is they will have a nurse, again, if they have a physical therapist, cool, at least they're a physical therapist. But what we hear of is these physician-owned practices having a nurse on staff who does biofeedback, and that's it. The the patient will go into the room, they hook them up to biofeedback, and then they're there for maybe 20, 30 minutes, and then they leave. Like there's, there's, physical therapy is not being done. Biofeedback is being done, and it's being billed, you know, which is a public physical therapy practice. Um, so they're, it's not against the law, but it's, it's the fact that they are not getting public physical therapy. So then these people will come into a real public physical therapist practice and say, well, I was getting public physical therapy from my doctor's office and it didn't help me. It didn't work. I need to have this because that it, it didn't work. And it's such a disservice guys, right? I mean, that is not public physical therapy. So the analogy I hear I think of here is, say you're hungry, really hungry, and there's no food to be had, right? So you're you're really hungry and there's nothing to eat, you drink some water. You drink the water, you fill up your belly, it satiates your hunger a little bit, but it doesn't give you the nutrients that you need. It really isn't feeding you, but at least it kind of calms down the symptom of hunger. It's not getting to the root cause. It's not getting you food in your belly and nutrients in your system. Same thing with a nurse doing biofeedback and someone thinking they're getting pelvic physical therapy when they're not getting the education, they're not getting the hands-on treatment, they're not getting the exercises and the really anything else but that biofeedback. And they're really not working with someone who's a pelvic physical or a physical therapist at all who's been trained to do physical therapy and, and all the benefits that come with that. So now, I believe that there are certain times in your life that you would really benefit from seeing a pelvic physical therapist. And you can think about it kind of like the life changes, right, so when we are getting ready to get pregnant and we are pregnant and newly postpartum, I think that should be pelvic PT realm. Um, perimenopause and menopause, yes, if, if the issue is coming from their pelvic floor. So if you are in perimenopause and you have an ankle sprain, but you have no sexual dysfunction, no urinary issues, no bowel issues, yeah, just go to the local sports medicine clinic, like, absolutely, no problem. But if you're having painful sex and all those other issues, then, uh, like, you know, bowel and bladder changes, then I would at least check in with the pelvic PT because they are more educated in that change of life. Same as before and after abdominal surgeries, a pelvic physical therapist would be a really good person to have on your team to have a better surgical outcome, whatever surgery that may be. Um, And then obviously, if you have an overt, you have a pelvic floor issue or your problem is stemming from a pelvic floor issue. And then that begs the question, okay, well, how do I know if the issue I'm having, the root cause is my pelvic floor? So the guidance I would give on this is If you've been in physical therapy or you've been treating yourself on your own for a long time and it's just not getting better. So, say you have a bad back and you've thrown your back out a few times and you go to the PT who has trusted you, you've trusted and they just have taken such good care of you. But this time it's a little different. You know, maybe you're a little bit older or something else has happened in your life and it's just not responding to it like it did before that's when I would check out and see a pelvic physical therapist. So typically low back pain, hip pain, pelvic pain, abdominal pain. um, It can really go up or down the chain as well, but especially in your core, any pain that is not responding to what used to help it or the physical therapy, even if you've seen someone skilled, if it's just not responding, then just one visit with a pelvic PT. You don't even have to stop working with your orthopedic physical therapist. I love when I co-treat um, you know, my patient is seeing an orthopedic physical therapist, and then they send to me just for the PT, the pelvic part. Amazing, we make great, great, great teammates. Um, you know, and and it just really for the benefit of the patient, it just works so well. And um, so you just know that that that's kind of a situation. Um, and when in doubt, if you don't know, then I would say just see a pelvic PT. Say, hey, I'm having all these random symptoms. I don't know how they connect. I don't know what's going on with my body anymore, but it is not behaving like it used to. And, you know, I just need some help. See a pelvic PT and see even just one session, we can assess the pelvic floor and see if that's part of your issue, right? You can get some answers. And so how do you know if the person you're seeing is a pelvic physical therapist? And this is something... I educate all my patients on, we have people calling us and emailing us um, all the time that we give this information out routinely, which is why I said, you know what, let me just put it in a blog, let me put it in the podcast, let's just get this information out even more. So the first thing is you are empowered to ask their credentials. So if you're looking at a website or some for whatever company you're going to work with, and they don't have the person's face and or their credentials, I would call. I would call and say, hey, I, you know, I want to be getting public physical therapy or I signed up to get public PT here. Um, can I talk with the person who provides the service? And hey, you can just talk to them and see if you jive, but really what you want to know is, hey, what are your credentials? I couldn't find them online, you know? And, and really you need to find out, are they a nurse? Are they a physical therapist? What are they? So if they're a physical therapist, great. That checks the first box. Now, second question is, um, What postgraduate work have they taken? So you don't need their whole resume, but you can just ask if they've taken postgraduate training in how to do internal evaluations. So Herman and Wallace is one um, continuing education company that trains a lot of us. And then the American Physical Therapy Association, the APTA is another. So if someone says, oh yes, I've taken Herman and Wallace level one, two, three, you're set, right? (laughs) They say that you're good. Um, but truly you want them to tell you that they have taken some coursework of how to do an internal assessment. And then number three would be that there's going to be some internal work and you can just ask them, Hey, are you trained? Are you comfortable doing internal work? I'm having tailbone pain. Are you trained? And do you feel comfortable doing intrarectal mobilizations or soft tissue work for me? Um, that is super important. So even if someone is trained, but they don't have the time, they're in one of these practices where, you know, they have 30 to 45 minutes with a patient and they're juggling more than one patient at a time. So they really don't even have private treatment space or or just the time to treat you privately. Um, Yeah, no, that's not gonna serve you well because you're not gonna get the internal work. So um, those are the, the three questions I would ask before you start working with someone Know what are your credentials? Are you a physical therapist? Okay, what kind of postgraduate training have you taken to be able to do pelvic physical therapy? And of course, we have this all on our website. There's really most pelvic physical therapists put this out there just so you know. And then, number three, and you can talk to them on the phone about this if you need to or email, is are you comfortable doing internal work? Because I think it's imperative, at least for an assessment. Um, and you know, if you don't want internal work, then that's another situation. And you should always be in control of your body to say, no, I don't want to do that on the first or second visit, but maybe by the third, I'll be comfortable doing it. Or, you know, never, I, I actually have treated people and never have done internal work because they had so much anxiety. If that is the case, then I'm not forcing you to do an internal assessment, but you want to be working with someone who has that knowledge and has that understanding of the relationship of how the whole body is connected the muscles and the organs the fascia the viscera all of it okay so i hope this is helpful please let me know if you have any questions hello at kumbayallpodcast.com and i wish you well until next time Do you ever wish that you could learn the essentials of pelvic health from an experienced pelvic floor physical therapist at a fraction of the cost and from the comfort of your own home? This episode is sponsored by Progressive Pelvic Education, your source for online courses to expand your pelvic health knowledge and promote optimal wellness. Pelvic health is wealth And there is a lot of essential information about our pelvic floor that isn't taught in school. Learn what to do and not to do to avoid the inconvenience and pain of pelvic floor issues in a self-paced course you can take anywhere. Visit progressivepelviceducation.com to get access today. This content is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. Please discuss any questions you may have regarding your health or medical condition with your physician or a qualified healthcare professional. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests.